0: Hello everyone and welcome to the HVSA podcast season 2. We're back after a while and hopefully I'll be a little more enthusiastic this time around. In this season I'll be speaking to multiple people from Say from directors to counselors and uh, stay tuned until the very end for a few announcements but now we are here with Say's very own Aiden Sank. Aiden how are you doing today?
1: Uh, thanks for asking TJ. I'm, I'm doing very, very well, man. I'm, I'm really, really thrilled to be here. Um, uh, first of all, I think it's just kind of like fun to get the chance to, to chat. I know that we've, uh, we've talked uh, uh, on a few occasions at camp, but it's like, I, I can't think of a time where we've been able to say like, yeah, we're just going to sit down for an hour or so and, and get to know each other a little better. So that feels really exciting. And I don't know if you know this, but this is my first time ever uh, doing a podcast. And this feels like the perfect podcast to be able to um be doing for the first time so i, I just feel very very touched that, that you asked me to come and chat so i'm i'm doing information in i'm doing very very well man how, how are you doing
0: i'm uh, doing pretty good thanks for asking um so uh the first question is uh what is your role at say yeah
1: so i am uh one of the co-directors Confident Voices program. I'm the artistic director of, of the Confident Voices program. Uh, my my co-director Kate and I have a have a split. Um, I do a lot of the kind of art-centric stuff, and she takes a lot of the stuttering-centric stuff, and then there's also a lot of kind of overlap between us. We have a good sort of 50-50 split in the way that, that we work. Um, and, and just to share a, a little bit, our, our Confident Voices program is our after-school and weekend arts program that we have um, Throughout most of the year it starts in in september and goes through june and then we do a version of it at camp um as well um and essentially we're using different forms of the arts as a tool to help young people who stutter um find the confidence that they they need to um communicate uh the things that are on their mind and and are on their heart um to give them an opportunity to connect with other young people who stutter and also to to have a the chance to be able to work through um, whatever is going on in their lives, whether that has to do with stuttering or not. I think just a place to be able to use the arts to process um, can be really, really valuable, I think, especially as, as uh, a young person. Um, I think one of, one of the other cool things about Competent Voices is that, you know, when SAFE first started, Confident Voices sort of was all that Say was. It was it started out as a theater company for young people who stutter and now it's grown and it has these three big branches of, of Confident Voices and speech and camp but originally when Paro founded Say, it was an opportunity for, for young people who stutter to come together and, and do theater and so the fact that So um, it's very very cool to be in this position and particularly cool to be to be working with Kate I think the two of us have um, a Really similar way of looking at the world and looking at this work And then we also come from a completely different uh, Or we come from completely different backgrounds and so in a lot of ways we bring a very different perspective and so it's, it's cool to have that like um, mind mouth alignment going on for a lot of the work that we're doing, and then also feel like there are times where we're we're coming from completely different sides of the equation and and i think that combination is is what makes uh the partnership um really special
0: so you this uh, i don't have this question down on the uh little script thingy but um you said uh confident voices is like an after school program and um yeah. So how is that working with a lot of kids like not going into school and with the COVID situation going on? Yeah, man, it's a that's a
1: really great question. So yeah, I mean it's it's been interesting. It is obviously challenging to, well, I'll, I'll say this right at the outset. We have moved all of our programming online. It's something that we did right at the beginning of the pandemic. When when the pandemic happened in, in March, we had just finished our winter program, which is our short play program, where participants are writing short plays and then performing them at an off-Broadway theater with like lights and mm-hmm. um, uh, sound and like full costumes. And it's really cool. It's actually... That is the last theatrical experience I had before the pandemic hit was that week of short play shows, which is really wild to think back on, but it was the week leading up to um, when when the pandemic really hit New York City, the week before we'd been doing those, those shows. It was the last time I was in a theater surrounded by people. Um, and actually Kate and I had taken a couple of days off after those shows finished. Um, and so, really, it was the last time I was in a, a large group of people, kind of period. Um, it's a very odd thing to think about. I, I just, I just realized that. Um, but so, so very quickly, right, right away, we um, transitioned to online programming. And you know, one of the advantages of having. Participants be doing virtual school, and at, at that time, some participants, you know, not really engaging with school a lot throughout the day, but it meant that we had more flexibility for our, the timing of our programming and we could offer more sessions. So, normally, we're, we're honestly even more of a weekend program. Our, our sessions are normally on Friday evenings, Saturday mornings, and then Saturday afternoons. Um, but because of the sort of variability and like openness of our participants' schedules, we were able to offer more sessions throughout the week. So I think last spring we did a Tuesday afternoon and a Thursday afternoon, and then a Friday afternoon and a Friday evening. And that was cool because I think one of the impediments to um, participants attending our program is just transportation, that it can just be really challenging for a bunch of different reasons, um, whether it's economically or just logistically to be able to get to, our studio space, so the fact that they could just kind of log on was was a a really big advantage. Um, And then, yeah, it's been super interesting to navigate the ways that programming feels really different online and on Zoom and the ways that it feels really similar. I think Kate and I had a lot of um, vulnerability and, and fear, right, when programming started, to feel like, yeah, this is a program that relies on doing in person things together this is a place where we like come and stand in a circle this is a place where we come and give each other high fives and this is a place where there's so much individualized attention happening in such a specific way and we're creating such a specific space how the heck do you do that online is that even going to work are people even going to want to log in um also everything is online right now so is that something that participants are going to want to do is like add extra online time um, into their lives, and, and so far, um, and this can always change, but so far the answer that we found is like a resounding yes. I mean, it still feels like, say, when you log on, it still feels like you are connecting to people who love you and who care about you and who are interested in what you have to say, and you still have as much time as you need to speak, and it's still a place to stutter openly if, if that's what feels comfortable to you, and it's still a place where... You know, you can explore what's going on in your life. And I think that you know, when the pandemic hit, so many norms were suddenly overturned and there were so many so many things that changed in so many people's lives. And the ability to like retain some sense of normalcy I think is really valuable. And so the opportunity to log in consistently at the same time every week and you know, see people that you recognize and do things that you, you know, are accustomed to doing, and also to have a place to just, like, process what's going on, um, I think was really, really valuable for, for our participants, and quite honestly, like I'll say selfishly, for our staff as well. I mean, both for our teaching artists and for Kate and I, you know, to be able to connect with our participants and connect with each other every week felt, felt really, really awesome. And so there are things that have changed. A lot about being online um you know we have changed our programming sort of arc for the whole year generally we do a songwriting project a short play project and a mentor project we bring in adults who stutter to work with our young people and this year we have shifted two of those programs we've shifted away from songwriting and short play we created two brand new programs a storytelling project where we're exploring different kinds and forms of storytelling theatrical storytelling and the spoken word project where participants have the opportunity to really explore spoken word and slam poetry. Um, and so we've got this like whole new crop of, of programming and then obviously there's there's a lot of things that you have to change in an online program to make it feel uh, really comfortable and interesting and also uh, not like online school as well because I know that for a lot of young people and I'd actually be really interested to hear what, what your thoughts and feelings are about this as well. I've not had a super positive experience with online school. So wanting to sort of identify what are those things that feel really hard as a young person who stutters going to virtual school, and how can we um, rewrite some of those experiences when you come to stay? How can you, you know, if, if, if you're having a negative experience in online school, what are the things that we can do for uh, our online programming that feel better and feel um like a sort of an antidote to that um gosh i I honestly I've gotten so far off track, I'm not even sure what the original question was. I hope that I've answered it though
0: yes, you have, <laughs> and um, going back to what you said earlier about like uh kids like not wanting to be or not sure about like if if they want to do it online, like I know me um like. Before camp online, I was kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this kind of, you know, it'll not be very good. But then I did it, like, the first day, and then, like, I loved it. Like, it went, like, beyond everything I could have thought, which I, I thought was, like, really cool, because Say is, like, the only place that can, like, t- Make that happen, you know, if if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No. It that that does make sense. That's that's really 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 cool to hear. I if you don't mind asking, I'm so interested to hear like, what do you feel was different about doing online programming at say a camp that that felt like oh yeah this actually works or oh yeah this this feels good. What what were the things that felt different and and good for you?
0: Um. Well, I I wasn't expecting, like, that much, like, time with, like, my friends and, like, the counselors. Because, um, as, as you know, like, I have really close friends at camp. And, like, some of the counselors, like, they, they become, like, your best friends, too. Which, which is pretty cool. And, um, I... I was hesitant because, like, I, I wanted to spend time with the counselors and my friends, but um, like if we got ugh, to do that, um, uh, like for example, um, there's a there's a camper and uh, our counselor from last year, uh, t- t- Joe, who's uh, gonna be on ugh, the next episode. S- s- stay tuned for that little plug um and uh we were in a uh, confident voices group together which i i got excited about cuz those are like my two closest friends that were there this year so if <laughs> if i answered your question <laughs> that yes that <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that totally that totally answers my question i mean i think that it's really it's a really curious thing it's like how do you uh create those moments of of connection online because i i think that it can feel uh, so isolating to be in a big group um, on, on Zoom and it can feel so isolating to feel like, uh, even in, in a sort of like a medium-sized group, it can feel like, man, I don't get the chance to really connect with the people that I, I want to and, and in the way that I want to. And so, Tate and I spent a lot, a lot of time thinking about, okay, what are the ways that we can allow like our teaching artists to have um, more kind of one-on-one time with participants or how can we allow participants to have more kind of closer to one-on-one time with, with each other? Because that's, I mean, look, Part of what you log on to for say obviously is the programming and i think specifically for confident voices if you're coming to cv you're coming because you there is a part of you that is open to exploring um the arts in some way that is open to exploring your voice in some way but a huge part of anything that we do and say is just the opportunity to connect with other people who have a shared experience and and to connect with people that you see something of yourself in And so you know i think that's the biggest challenge For, for Online programming, I'd say, but I would argue for any kind of online programming, especially for young people, is how are you creating those moments of connection that happen so seamlessly in person, you know? Like, it's so easy at regular camp to be able to, like, even if you're not in the same cabin as your friends, to, like, be on the way to, you know, walk into the dining hall and, like, see them and, and, like, just grab them for a second and chat a little bit or, like, you know, find them at a campfire, and you sort of have to manufacture those moments, I think, for online programming, to make sure that you're pairing people together and saying like, ha, this is a deliberate time for you to be able to, to hang. Um, so I'm, I'm really thrilled to hear that, that, that you had such a, a positive um, experience.
0: Thank you. <laughs> um. So we we are um running out of time on um the meeting. There's only like three minutes left. Um. So, uh, stay tuned for part two of uh, the episode. Of uh, we hope you listen to it for a few reasons, and um, in, enjoy the. Best of your day if you're not gonna listen to part two, which is cool. And, uh, yeah.